0: welcome to the grace world podcast I'm Dan Hewitt
1: and I'm Becky his wife
0: this is episode 71 hey everybody hi there 71 wonderful episodes so I've been thinking lately and I've been hearing some things. Mm-hmm. People have been talking. <laughs> and I was wondering if I could date Beth. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay, it's a line from Better Off Dead.
1: Oh, my goodness. So,
0: you have to go see. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's a great you, comedy you, from the 80s. Don't watch it by yourself. You have to watch it with watch a
1: Watch f- it friend. with somebody who actually likes dumb humor from the 80s. All right. Let me rephrase that start. (laughs) So, so boring. (laughs) It's the greatest. It's It's the only
0: good John Cusack movie ever. It's a Christmas
1: movie in our house. A lot of people watch Die Hard at Christmas. We watch Better Off Dead. So, (laughs) we quote it. Anyway, I I was
0: trying to actually say a real thing. I know, but that's what had
1: come in your head. (laughs) We've been
0: hearing lots of stuff. No, uh, we do. We. you know, we've been listening, as you always know, we always talk about that. We listen to different people. We listen to other podcasts. We listen to our pastor. various preachers and pastors and teachers Things online, and stuff. Reading books. And years ago. And we, uh, because, go ahead.
1: We just like that.
0: Yeah. We I just mean, like to. Right.
1: No, it, it's not because we're in faith crisis or anything. We just like to know more because it does affect our
0: lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, let's see. I got derailed there. Let me Sorry. think. I've lost my mind.
1: So, we've been listening to something. Yes, yeah, really. so we've been listening to
0: lots of things. And So, a long time ago, I came up with what I call kind of the the Jesus test. Mm-hmm. Now, we have two things. We were talking earlier about this, about Jesus. And one thing was to talk about who Jesus is. And that's not what we're going to do today. Okay. But what we are going to talk about is... One thing I noticed a long time ago was when I listen to somebody talk or discuss some theology or some idea or whatever it is I wait and see how spiritual. often yeah usually spiritual yeah not sports or something Okay good to know not the news or well you could be you know, whatever So typically theologically or spiritually Okay So is my big test is How often do you mention Jesus in what you're talking about? Or how often do you connect your ideas to Jesus Christ? Because what I find, and it doesn't mean you're wrong, if you go on a long time and talk about a lot of ideas and a lot of stuff out there and never connect them back to Christ, often, I'll say often, there might be an odd focus or you're missing something. Because I came up with a little thought the other day, which is, if your theology does not drive you or bring you closer to God, to Christ, then it's a hindrance in your life. It's a problem.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. So, let that simmer. If your theology does not drive you towards God, you might need to revisit it okay well,
1: you're saying god and christ simultaneously I am just saying you probably should
0: pick one or the other by no, the counsel. no no you
1: should just give us a little one minute well we have the why Trinity. are you calling god and christ the same thing
0: i well we have god the father we have christ it depends on what name we want to use for that so i'm using them interchangeably for this purpose here okay so
1: and by christ you mean jesus yes okay
0: so And typically, yeah, we don't want to go... We're not going to cover whole Trinitarian stuff today.
1: That's fine. I'm just saying some Mm -hmm. denominations or even religions are more God-focused than Christ-focused. Yeah, and maybe God is less defined. Christianity is more Christ-focused.
0: Right. So that's
1: what we're talking about. We're talking about in the Christian doctrines... In the Christian Mm -hmm. lifestyle, in the Christian theology, you should be talking, meditating on, understanding, deepening your ideas, whatever, about Jesus Christ.
0: Right. So God could be a nebulous term depending on your conversation. uh, That's my point of... uh, So there we go. We're back to Jesus. Okay. So there, I ran out of stuff to say already. Oh, gosh. (laughs) 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 Wrap
1: it up in a bow. Boom. All done.
0: So, okay. So let me ask you a, a question. Okay.
1: So you said if your theology doesn't bring you closer to God, which mm. we believe Jesus Christ is God mm-hmm. manifested, you have trouble understanding who God is. You can under, you can look at the life of Jesus. If you understand the point, the main point of Jesus coming to restore all of Earth mm-hmm. to. It's a you know to glory to
0: redemption. Yeah,
1: that, that's why we focus so much on Christ. That's the whole point of Christianity. Right. Okay, can you tell me either experientially or mm-hmm. intellectually what do you mean by I, "I'm closer to God"?
0: Okay, those are those are great questions. Thank you for that question. <laughs> I Jackie. am a good question
1: asker. <laughs> I, I'll admit it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so those are probably terms we use that are again have either baggage or lack of definition or who knows what. But
1: <clears throat> well or just different experiences for different people. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying are you talking experientially or are you talking yeah. intellectually?
0: So experientially. Okay. Yeah. And actually I'll I'll correct it in, in my if statement. So uh, there's actually two possibilities. So if my theology doesn't bring me closer to God there's two possibilities. One is God is not worth being close to, and maybe that is the truth, which I would say no, okay. hard no to that one, but that's a possibility that I'll, for intellectual purposes, will say you could have that possibility. I don't think that's the problem. The other one is I have a misunderstanding of who God is, and so I need to adjust my theology so that I have a better understanding of who God is. So maybe that's a better way of saying it. Uh, Well, also, first of all, that they need to know who God is, and that's both intellectually and experientially. So if I have wrong ideas about God, say I think God is mean and outblasting everybody and stuff like that, That will impact my day-to-day relationship and intimacy with God, would it not? And others. And others. It'll affect how I treat people. It'll affect how I am. It'll affect how I feel about myself. It'll affect my emotions. It affects all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So we would argue that the truth is God is good. God is loving. God is kind. All these different things we've talked about over various places. So... As I have a better understanding of truth, so just a substitute, you know, last week we talked about a model, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So theology is just your current model mm-hmm. And the word literally means God study, or God knowledge, mm-hmm. Theo and logos. So the words about God. And so that's your current model of who you think God is. So some people will say, I don't want to study theology or I don't want I don't like theology. And it's like, well, whatever you think of God, is your theology Mm -hmm. it is your model Mm -hmm. and so the question is does that model bring intimacy and closeness to god or does it cause you consternation problems distance and so we'll go back to the question again is the problem your understanding of god or is god the problem and i would say our understanding of god is the problem not god okay because i believe god is good mm-hmm. god desires us god wants to have relationship and all these kind of things and i think we can run through the bible and see lots of examples of that but that's just not in my head right now so i'm not <laughs> going to <laughs> Okay go do that so when we say get closer to god it's way really to say do i when you say when i say some other people might say this too but uh, okay I'm, so I'm, yeah uh, you all said right. we right. and you're
1: about to say something that i'm not sure
0: all right and i will ap- have the may, same
1: experience as you she may so. not be
0: experienced yeah but so. to be when we say when i i'll use i words thank you sorry my boss always taught me never to say i on stuff no that's a side story okay we won't good. go there okay Uh, (laughs) That that was at work. We always, whenever we were in a meeting, we were always told. He goes, I don't care if you worked on it entirely by yourself. When you present your ideas to the customer, it's we did this. Uh, So that was so drilled into me that we say we. Okay, okay. (laughs) So that's just a personal habit.
1: Okay, so you when you say when I say you're closer to God. Closer to God. What we're saying is
0: I have a. Number one is I feel like I have a better understanding of his real nature and character. Number two I feel like I can experience that character and nature. So basically just as you would have a closer relationship with a person which means you can talk more deeply you can walk with them in a manner in you can walk with them um, in harmony and with common purpose and so forth we become more like that when we better know God. Okay. So, is that a good enough answer yet? Do I
1: don't I, know. Does that.
0: Have I answered that, your question? Is
1: that what's in your head?
0: That's what's in my head on well. answering that particular question.
1: Okay. So, how does thinking about and knowing Jesus bring you closer to God?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the same thing. I mean, we have an understanding of who. Go ahead. There's a our understanding of Christ essentially is our understanding of God. I mean, we can go into the whole trinity where it's father, son and holy spirit, but I think we most commonly talk about Jesus first. I mean, sometimes we can focus more on the notion of the father. God is the father with us and there's aspects where we can spend time focusing on the father child relationship. So I think there's different times and diff- where we focus more or less on different things. We can also understand mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is the one who comforts and is with us and guiding us in some other ways. So that's kind of the whole Trinitarian thing is we see God as all three persons. And I Christians th- do. Christians do. In general, yeah. That would be us, yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um. I don't. Know. So that's kind of what I think about that.
1: So have you been um, meditating on Jesus recently?
0: We have an entire panel here of questions we get for th- this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to do? I feel like it's okay. It's let's ask Dan questions. All right. Um, lately, actually, today I was starting. No, yesterday I started to go back through Genesis and just reading on that. What
1: Jesus isn't in
0: Genesis. Well, God is. father and actually he is he is the creator as it says the father is the creator wink wink In john it says jesus is the creator so um yeah it's getting back to just looking through i I just felt a a need this week to say because i've spent the last year really focused in the new testament a lot
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I felt like I need to go back and kind of start back going through and reading the Old Testament, reading that relationship from that, from the beginning and seeing what that's like. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I've been putting my mind in the last few days. Does that help
1: you like with big picture or what, what does going back to the beginning help you do? Mm. context
0: yeah i mean it's just kind of a i want to i'm kind of feel like i want to start reading through again because sometimes i feel like i just like to have so every time i've done this several times in my life where you kind of get your head filled with a lot of new ideas Mm -hmm. and then i like to just kind of run through the bible pretty quickly and just say how do my new ideas fit as i kind of blast through the whole thing and or
1: is there any new revelation that comes because, because you have new of that, that new paradigm, new yeah, idea. yeah. Both mm-hmm. of
0: those work in there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a thing that I like to do to say just even a sanity check, you know. Because it's easy when somebody gives you new ideas to start focusing entirely on those ideas. And often that's very much, we can get a very imbalanced view of things. Because there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that, it's like, oh, look, it's all this. And then are like, well, what about all the verses that say that? Well, okay, well, I just ignore those right now, you know. And I think part of what we need to do is learn as we grow more is how do I bring the nuances of all those different pieces together?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, maybe
0: that we have times and seasons where it says, you know what, I just need to revel in this goodness that I'm bathing in in this one um, overly emphasized area. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. It's like right. mining.
0: You, yeah, you're in, the,
1: a... you're in the cave and right. you're mining for something. You can't see the whole mountain range. You're hmm. mining for something specific.
0: You need a nugget. And
1: you're there <laughs> for a while and your light bulb only illuminates right. one little region and you're picking at it and trying to uncover truth. So I don't agree with you. I think there are seasons when you are You know, when I am pretty focused on one thing because I'm right, I feel drawn to search for something specific and I'm looking for it.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great in the short term. In the long term, we kind of it's like we talked about this last night where at church. Yeah. If we go from one, you know, let's say we had some error in our thinking or improper emphasis or something, we tend to swing the pendulum past correctness and tend to overshoot and go the other way a bit. And it's like, that makes, that's okay for a while. And usually you're like, oh, okay, this might be too far and you kind of got to settle back, but that's okay to kind of explore. I was in a bad place or had a bad understanding and I might need to swing way to the other way for a while. And then I might have to go, okay, and that's I can't stay all the way over in that other way because that's also, unbalanced or it's an un- improper focus to totally stay there.
1: Well it, that's a, not an accurate view of a pendulum if you think you're staying in one place or the other. Right, you're the not. Pendulum, you're swinging.
0: The pendulum so needs to So the back.
1: momentum of being in on one side is going to put you on the other side yeah. for a while right. and, and as the swinging happens and as your thoughts settle in whatever the new thoughts are settle into your spirit that's when things start to, to slow down and c- come better into clarity and understanding, and you get more of a plumb line feel instead of a woohoo, wee haw, right. swinging, I got all these new ideas feel. Right,
0: yeah. And I mean, a better example, I don't use it because it's, it's an engineering term is you know, if we have a control loop on something, if you're trying to adjust a signal to, let's say, a specific voltage, what happens is my amplifier will go up, it'll overshoot then it'll undershoot, and it becomes less and less, and then finally it achieves. So those wiggles and offsets become smaller and smaller.
1: Yeah, it's another good example.
0: It's kind of like, I guess it's like a pendulum in water. It does slows down and dampens quicker. Dampen, get that? It's a joke. So it dampens. If it's in water. Oh.
1: (laughs) Thank you for the explanation because I did not get it. (laughs)
0: Your pendulum gets damp. (laughs) Hey, and it's then an engineering it rusts, joke, and then you're stuck. Oh and then gosh. you're stuck in the middle. Well, that's just, <laughs> at least. That's probably the right place. I don't know. It's that you're in a perfect balance. Never. So because we're humans, that's Becky's favorite not word. Not favorite word is balance. Beca-
1: well, but balance doesn't have anything to do with a pendulum.
0: Yes, balance has to do with two sides being
1: exactly equally right. perfect on either side, and I think that's so unrealistic as a when There's dealing very, with yeah. human. Humanity,
0: whether it's emotion or stages of life or even theology. Like people will yeah, say You not, need to balance grace with law and it's like, No, you don't. You don't balance half grace no, and half law. Anyway. There's a lot of things that don't aren't supposed to balance.
1: Balance does it means different things so, to different people and I understand that there's right. a different but for me I don't use that word often. Unless I'm talking about
0: B-A-L-A-N-C-E.
1: making a cake and I need my ingredients to be exact, then I'll use that word. But
0: yeah, Greg, did you get that reference right there? The balance word. All right. That's just a I shout out to Greg. All right, Greg, let me know if <laughs> you got that one. One our faithful followers. B-A-L-A-N-C. Okay, that was in the Highlander.
1: <gasps> you gave it away.
0: I'm sorry. You don't have to guess. Okay. Another great movie.
1: I guess you got movies on your head. Guess you I do. you better watch a movie today.
0: Okay. Highlander was shown. All McCullough. right. now
1: I'm going to ask you another personal All question.
0: Right, time, oh, great! Personal questions.
1: So I. This must inquiring be. we to have to make this
0: the Dan Quiz want show.
1: Want to know. You said something a little, few phrases back here that you've been in the past year or so getting mm-hmm. new ideas. Would you care to share any of those new ideas? And I, mm. I, of course, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's not my goal. But is there anything that you could say, either has deepened, or maybe gotten um, sh- shifted a little bit, had gotten maybe uh, a different perspective? I, you know, I'm thinking. Here's the. I'm giving you time to think while I blather on here okay. a little bit. Um, like looking at a disco ball or a diamond or something and you see something with a new facet that you've really been meditating on or, or perfecting or and by perfecting, I mean maturing or um, honing mm-hmm. a little bit. And now as you go through, so is there anything on your mind now as you start again and try mm-hmm. to blast through the whole Bible with that context, is there something... I mean, there's some biggies that we've talked about: yeah. meta narrative, periphrasis, some of those things. Is that kind of what you have in mind, or is there anything more, a little more specific that you can give us a little understand hmm. a little nugget?
0: Well, let's see what some of the big things are that we've gone through. Yeah, you've kind of covered most of them. I know there's
1: okay. Well, let's there's say- some
0: things that I don't necessarily have changed. Part of it is more. I can't say that I've changed my mind much on things, but what it is is there's definitely clarity in places where I've got new emphasis mm-hmm. and maybe even new compassion or passion in some areas. Care to share
1: one of those areas? Um, you no, know, it can be an answer. I'm just asking.
0: No, I think, well, part of it is I've talked to a lot of people here recently who have been, and I've, it, well, to be honest, I've always kind of had sort of a... My ministry has always been to church people that are wounded. And I've seen more and more of the people that are wounded by um, some other harsh areas where I haven't necessarily taught in that area. But I'm seeing some wounding in people and stuff like eschatology. I don't necessarily agree with some of the changes in eschatology, but I see where a lot of people have been through abusive understandings. Um, Including your wife. Including my wife. So it's like, okay, I see where some other people have gotten traumatized. And part of that is becoming sensitive to that. I have a little bit of difference in some eschatology. Not much, but slightly. Um,
1: So, okay, so take that and say, as you read through Genesis, will there be like just an awareness for you or something about how people, me, or other people could have taken something um, harshly or whatever.
0: Well, I think I've already clued into that and I realized, I, I think I've actually kind of thought that one through in terms of, oh, I see where we all have different experiences, you know, and it's interesting how as we grow up we'll tend to say, well, this is what church was like for people, you know, it's like, well, that's what church was like for you. And we each have a different experience in that. And it's getting to see, and I'm to be honest, I've seen a lot of damage in a lot of people, in church, in families, um, in all sorts of places where uh, just harshness has been so dominant. Um, you know, I've been trying to preach grace for, gosh, I think we're closing in on 30 years now. But... I'm seeing more and more and more the damage of bad theology and how crushed so many people are and how wounded they are from all sorts of stuff. Mostly just just straight up legalism is always the root of all of them of somehow saying you're not good enough or God's mad at you or we're separated from God and you need to try hard. any of those kind of mentalities. Um they don't seem like a big deal when you're younger but now that I'm older and I see lots of older people who have had a lifetime of this it's crushing and destroying people Mm -hmm. it's absolutely wiping them out and so my theology hasn't changed significantly but my compassion has changed dramatically in terms of recognizing the wounding and so It makes me more and more passionate about preaching grace and stomping out legalism because it's just it's a horrible, destructive weapon that has killed people. I mean, literally probably driven people to death or misery and horrible lives and left the church and stuff because people put on a horrible, horrible notion of who God is that he's harsh and demanding, that you don't measure up in all these things, and it is so not what God is. And this is, you know, we're talking about this, the subject being, is it driving you closer to Jesus, or God as a whole, the whole trinity, it's the same, you know, that's the same idea.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And if most people would evaluate and go, is your theology really, you know, go pick your typical, actually whether it's legalistic or on the opposite side if you're from a um, because usually it's conservatives tend to drift towards legalism and liberals tend to drift towards um, licentiousness or just everything is fine is a general tendency Mm -hmm. in their churches both of them have been terribly destructive it's just most of the people we see and hang out with have come from the conservative legalistic side just because that's the people we see the most. And that damage is tremendous. I mean, both both ways, both errors are all error is damaging. And this is why, you know, you hear me talk about theology, you hear me talk about grace. This is why it's so important to me to have truth. Because people are being destroyed by bad ideas. Bad ideas are killing people. They're killing conservative people to be angry about all the bad stuff happening, and they're killing the liberal people who are saying, wee-haw, let's go do all these other things that are killing people because they're making really bad life choices because somebody tells them it's good to do that. And on the other side, we're telling them they're bad people, you or the conservatives are, that you're all bad, and there's just nothing but misery between those two sides and they're both missing jesus and we need to bring jesus back to the center of it
1: which side was jesus on
0: the middle it's are you on jesus side he had problems with the sadducees and the pharisees Mm -hmm. so the pharisees were the conservatives and the sadducees were the liberal he fought them both tremendously he said you're both wrong you both are emphasizing the wrong things that isn't me you've missed the point of everything and so you know some weeks we feel like oh we're gonna talk about some stuff see nice Becky's got me fired up it's like this is my passion is freedom as is in the name of Jesus Christ and life in him if you're wallowing in you know what if you're living a depressed life You need Jesus. If you feel like your church stinks, get to a better one. If you feel like you're being abused by people or you need to find Jesus, you need to get help. You need to get more and more. You just need to find him and cling to him. You know, that old song, I will cling to the old rugged (laughs) cross that's Jesus right but the idea is there I need to just hold on to Jesus and what he's done and I will have great things if you're depressed and angry about the world find the root of goodness which is Christ and I know there's people on the left and on the right and they're both mad they're both mad about what's going on in the world and it's both of them tend to be not paying attention to Jesus
1: and also there are some that do on both sides. There
0: are. And that's not the, that's not the point. Okay. The point is if you're living day to day and you're depressed, you're sad, you drink too much, you're doing drugs, you're involved in bad things, or you're judgmental and harsh and, you know, pick your which thing it is, you're not living an abundant life. And Christ is the one who says, I came that you might have life. And have it abundantly. So, this comes all the way around to our whole first question. If that theology is not bringing you close to intimate, so let's put it even another way. If your theology is not bringing you to a place of joy and intimacy, then it's probably taking you to a place away from joy and intimacy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you need to get a new theology, get a new thought. <laughs> So, doing the same thing and living the same life being mad and angry about stuff, that's not helping you. Get a new thought. Pursue God. I know multiple people that are struggling with stuff, and they know they need to be hanging out closer with, I mean, I know lots of people. They know Jesus is where they need to be, And they're allowing their problems, their day-to-day stuff to keep them from that relationship, at least at a deep level, and it's hurting them. They're hurting greatly. And it's like, go to your first love, which is Christ. He's the one who's there to love you, to care for you, to meet your needs, to be with you, and to bring you the right mind, the right joy, the right life that you truly need. Okay, so
1: Is that all we got?
0: I don't know. Got any more <laughs> Does the panel here have additional questions here? So there, what seemed to me at the beginning of a kind of a, hey, let's just talk about driving, you know, Jesus needs to be the center. Because, again, I've seen so many people have long discussions and people get fascinated with ideas. Um, And I'm not going to talk about any of them because I don't want to talk about any of them.
1: (laughs) And it's your podcast so you can choose what you want to talk about. Well, I neither
0: want to give credit to them (laughs) nor do I want to disparage them. So I don't want to talk about it that way. But I hear people getting involved in things that really focus their brain on something else get them fascinated with things. And they might even be legit or true, but it doesn't feel like it's drawing them close to Jesus. And it's one of those, even if your work keeps you away from God, even if your daily life keeps you from God, you need to figure out how do I change that?
1: Yeah. And it may not just be changing work. There's probably something in you that's responding to the stress of whatever situation you are in that has you stuck and not, that has you stuck and not free from yeah. being able to see Jesus in the situation or hear him in the situation.
0: Yeah. So this is our, uh, this is my, my plea episode. I'm pleading with you to say, re-eval- reevaluate what is keeping you from joy and intimacy with God. And get real. I mean, all of us have some areas where we can probably grow. And no, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I wasn't going to ask that. But that's so I funny. That.
0: <laughs> I mean, we all have things. And to be honest, most of the time, we know what it is. And part of it is to say, okay, I got to get real and make a change or start focusing a little differently make one step okay so here's why life is hard we try to see all these different problems in our life oh I got this going on I got that going on I got that it's overwhelming it's like okay pick something and deal with one thing in your life just deal with one little thing and take it's like they do with financial advice if you've got a bunch of debt get rid of the smallest debt first And you Mm -hmm. can say, I got rid of a debt. Okay, that feels good. Okay, now find your next biggest next smallest debt. Get rid of that one. And do it the same way with your life. What's the little minor trivial thing that you know you ought to not do or should just get rid of that or focus differently or spend time with whatever it is. I need to spend different time with God or I need to spend less time doing something dumb or stupid or just there's things in life that are just... They're not bad. They're just not good in huge volumes. I used to have that problem with my kids on video games. Like I said, I, I'm okay with you playing video games. I'm not playing okay with you playing video games for four hours a day. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. The video games themselves are not the problem. It's where do they become a problem in your life? And it's a lot of things are like that. Mm-hmm. They're okay and they're neutral. They're not necessarily good. They're not necessarily bad. But if that controls your if that contains your imagination and thoughts a large chunk of the day you could probably be doing better you could probably be enjoying life and that's probably indicative that you're not enjoying believe it or not it's indicative you're not really enjoying life if that's where you're hanging out if you're if you're occupied hours and hours every day on anything it's probably not real life. Okay. All right. So that's my lecture for the day for the Dan Hewitt lecture series. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, that's kind of what today was about. Becky doesn't have many thoughts today that are shareable. Are you saying
0: you're thoughtless?
1: That are shareable. Oh, all right. I'm in process. I'm in a. I'm in a process day.
0: It's the Cuisinart day for ideas. Mm, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm all right well hey that was a lot of something today hopefully encouragement yeah that is intended so none of this should ever if you feel condemned by any of that it's like no 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 that's not there is no condemnation Uh, if there's condemnation you're wrong
1: (laughs) spoken like
0: (laughs) like Dan Hewitt (laughs) no it's just encouragement to say hey what do you want to do to come have a deeper more joyous life and you know what I bet if you think about it you can get there pretty quick so that's my encouragement Okay. I bet you already know Jesus Jesus it's all about Jesus so well we're excited let us know if you uh, have some thoughts on this or if you want to have a a panel of questions that you want to (laughs) inundate us with that we can answer Mm -hmm. that would be great and how would they contact us, Becky, Sue?
1: They would be able to find us online at grace.world. Very simply, grace.world. You can find us on social media at truegraceworld. Mm-hmm. And you can call us at 1-833-85-GRACE. Nice. And you can email us at podcast at grace.world. or you can text us if you know us that's fun too we like we like little messages and a couple people have left comments recently on the website so that's yeah we
0: appreciate that so shout out hi chuck and nada yeah yeah so good to hear from you all and be glad to hear more
1: so all right guys hope you have a great week we love you
0: and good night see you later (laughs) bye (laughs)